John chapter 2, we'll begin reading at verse number 18. Just read just a couple verses today. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple. Destroy this temple. And in three days I will raise it up. You destroy this temple. And in three days I will. Everybody say I will. Amen. I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building. And wilt thou rear it up? Will you build it up in three days? Verse 21, But Jesus spake of the temple of his body, when therefore, the word therefore is the word oun, O-U-N, oun, or oun, when therefore, or certainly, or accordingly, he was risen from the dead. His disciples remembered that he had said, everybody say said, this unto them. And they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. When they remembered what he said, after the fact, they remembered that before it ever happened, he said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. When therefore, or certainly or accordingly, it happened. Why? Because he said it would. <laughs> Man, I feel the spirit of faith in this house. I want to preach for a few minutes this morning on this thought according to his word. According to his word. Amen. I feel like something's going to happen according to his word this morning. I feel like the blessing you've been reaching for waiting for is going to happen according to his word this morning amen if you believe that would you help me pray one more time in this house that god amen would move in this place according to his word and his wishes lord i give you glory i give you praise i ask you lord in jesus name to anoint our hearts our minds our souls give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of God. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would move this morning. God, that you would meet at the needs of your people this morning. God, I know you hear our prayer. And God, help us, Lord. Stir something up within us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated today. Jesus said here in the text, he said, destroy this temple. He was referring to his own body. <clears throat> And he said, in three days, I will raise it up. The Jews and even the disciples that heard Jesus say that did not have an understanding of what the resurrection would look like, what, it was, what the resurrection was all about. We, we have the hindsight in our dispensation that we look back and we can see the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And we have the New Testament that explains that. But at that time, they didn't have the New Testament. And they didn't have uh, all of the, the scriptures at hand that we have in the New Testament that explain the resurrection. And so that they immediately went to the, the, what they knew, and that was the physical temple that 
they, were, they had at the time of Christ that took them 40 and 6 years to build. And so the Jews and even the disciples believed that he was referring to the physical temple. But Jesus, the Bible says, <clears throat> was talking about his own body. You see, his body was and is the temple of the Almighty God. <clears throat> Let me just tell you who Jesus is today. He's the manifestation of the Spirit of God. 1 Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God himself was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Praise the Lord. Colossians 1.15, who is the image of the invisible God. The invisible God became visible when he manifested himself in the flesh. God, the firstborn of every creature, verse 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible. Colossians 2 and 9, for in him, everybody say in him, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead body. Let me tell you who Jesus is today. He is God manifested in the flesh. Praise God. Jesus said, you destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up again. He was talking about his own body. He said, the spirit is going to quicken the body and raise it up from the dead. I'm glad I serve a God that's resurrected. I'm glad I serve a God that is alive and well. I'm glad I serve a God that hears me when I pray, that can answer when I call. Praise God. I'm glad I know who Jesus is today. Jesus said in John 14, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Jesus said in John 10, I and my Father are one. 1 Timothy 2 and 5, for there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man, the body, the temple, the physical body, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And I'm testifying of him today. Jesus is God Almighty manifested in the flesh. Praise the Lord. That's so why I say, when you see me, you've seen the Father. I am a Father, I won. 2 Corinthians 5, 19, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Not themselves, but himself. God was in Christ. Ephesians 4, there's one body. One spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, there's one Lord. Still one faith, and still one baptism. There's one God and Father of all, who's above all, through all, and in you all. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Logos, the plan, the thought. That word, Greek word there is the thought, the plan. In the beginning, God had a thought. The thinker had a thought. The invisible God, God is a spirit. One verse says, no man has seen him at any time. But Jesus said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Yes. Why? Because God, Jesus is God manifested to reveal. He's revealed himself to mankind through his own body. Yes. In the beginning was the Word, the Logos, the thought. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. God always had a plan in mind. Right. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. John 1, 14. And the Word was made 
flesh. The word was made, the thought, the plan of God was made flesh. The plan of salvation became flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. His plan came before, uh, he was slain before the foundation of the world. God knew it was going to cost him something to save humanity. Before he ever manifested himself in the flesh, he knew he'd have to do that. Why? Because he knows the end from the beginning. Praise the Lord. I'm, just, I'm still in my introduction this morning, but I'm having fun teaching and preaching this today. John 14, believest thou not that I am in the Father, in the Father, in me. <clears throat> the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He said, I speak not of myself, but the Father, the Spirit of God that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. You need to understand, I don't know if you're catching it this morning. Jesus is God, Spirit. Manifested in the flesh. One body, there's one Lord, one faith, one body. There's one spirit, one body. There's one God. God took on the form of a man. He took on the form of flesh. And he says, I speak out of the flesh. But it's the spirit that does the work. I have a question today. And I hope this doesn't mess up your theology. But I'm going to ask you in the form of a question. I wonder, had Jesus not said, destroy this temple... And in three days, I will raise it up. I wonder if his body would still be in the tomb. Had he not spoken the word. His body was destined to be raised on the third day because he said it would. You, you got to understand this morning. I already said the Jews didn't have, they have a real understanding of all the, re the resurrection power of God. They understood the resurrection of the last day. They, they understood that we're all going to reign with him at some point. This great resurrection. Even Martha, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Even Martha said, I understand that Lazarus will, will live again at the resurrection at that day. But she didn't understand that he was the resurrection. She didn't really have a, a deep enough understanding that as God in the flesh, he was the resurrection power. The Jews and even the, his closest disciples did not have an understanding of how the resurrection would unfold. Oh, I know they had stories about Jonah and the whale in three days, but they didn't understand the direct. We have, because we have hindsight, 20 is, hindsight's 20-20. We look back and understand. They didn't have that deep understanding. Yeah, they had Hosea 6 and 2 that said, After two days will he revive us, and in the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. But they didn't understand that that was possibly talking about his resurrection and how he would be crucified and put in the, put in the grave. There was a whole lot more prophecy about him being crucified. Psalms, 20, or, uh, the Psalms 22 talks about that. 1,300 years before Jesus was crucified, even before anybody crucified 1,300 years it was written and, 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 and basically describes Calvary to a T. And it, and it begins in Psalms 22, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Interesting that Jesus would speak that very same phrase on the cross. That's called the art of Ramez. That was how they would, they would say one word and it would take everyone's attention immediately to that passage. 
So when Jesus was on the cross, he said, my God. The Bible says he yelled, he screamed like I'm doing right now. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was taking, letting everybody know, go back to Psalms 22. That was written 1,300 years before this day, before they even knew anything about crucifixion, before anybody crucified anybody else, because that had only been around for about 125, 150 years. He said, I want you to go back and I want you to understand what's going on today. I'm just throwing that in there. They had a whole lot more passage and prophetic utterances about how he would be as a lamb led to the slaughter, as Isaiah would talk about over and over again and in Psalms. And, you know, but they didn't have deep understanding of the resurrection. So it was obscure to them at best. Psalms 16 and 10, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. We, we, we say that might be talking about the resurrection, but in the context, it's talk, there was a, a specific person that was talking about themselves. Psalms 49, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. That might be talking about the, or infer, inferencing the, the resurrection, but they, it was so obscure. Psalm 71, 20, Thou which hast showed me great and sore troubles shalt quicken me again or make alive and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Maybe that was inferencing the resurrection, but, but to the Jews and even the disciples, it was obscure. It was this foreign concept. We understand the, the, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. But at the time before he was resurrected, when he said, I will, do, I will raise this temple up, they didn't have an understanding of what the resurrection was going to be. Going somewhere with this. I'm still kind of building my foundation. We're gonna we're gonna go somewhere. I feel like something good is about to happen in this house. You see, here's what I'm trying to tell us this morning. Jesus had to speak his resurrection into existence before it could happen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He had to speak. His resurrection <laughs> into existence before it could happen. According to His word, His resurrection was made certain. Accordingly, certainly, the moment Jesus spoke it into existence. I thought you'd be shouting on that. The moment He said, destroy this temple... And in three days, I will raise it up. The moment Jesus uttered that, that sentence, that phrase, it was destined. It was going. It was certain. It was accordingly to his word. It was going to happen. His promises are yea. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And amen. Brother Cotton, when Jesus proclaims a word over my life, it is going to happen. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. If he promised it, it's going to happen. According to his word. Romans 4, 17. Even God who quickeneth, that means to, be make, to make alive. Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though... They, we read in John chapter 11, the story of Lazarus. I mentioned Martha a minute ago. The Bible says he was sick, Lazarus was sick unto death, and Jesus tarries. 
And he waits several days where he was at. And finally he says, let's go. And they go, well, we need to hurry up. And he said, Lazarus is already dead, but let's go. In verse 21, then said Martha, when she sees Jesus, she runs to him. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother Lazarus had not died. But I know that even now, well, she had faith. Whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha, you understand. His first response, thy brother shall rise again. He said it, it's going to happen. That's right. That's right. All you need is a word from the Lord. I said, all I need is a word from God. He said, I can, I can. He said, I will, I will. He said, you're more than a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror. He said, you can do all things in my name, I can do all things in his name. He said, you can live above sin, I can live above sin. He said, you're gonna resurrect one day, I'm gonna resurrect one day. He said, you're gonna abide with me, I'm gonna abide with him. Oh, somebody give him praise right now. <laughs> Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at that last day. Jesus said unto her, I am. I am the resurrection. And the life. Why? Because I'm the word of God. Made manifest to you. He that believeth in me. Though he were dead. Yet. Shall he live. Jesus. I believe that, that last day, he says, oh, you know what, Martha? Take me to where you laid him. Okay, let's go. Jesus, his disciples, Martha, Mary, the friends, the family, now he has quite an entourage. And they're walking with Jesus. And they're walking to where... They place Lazarus in the tomb, in a grave. And he comes. The Bible says he wept. He was weeping, I believe, because he is touched by our infirmities. And he was touched by that They had to go through their, the loss and the suffering. And, and yet, he says, roll the stone away. Hey, Jesus, hold on now. We brought you to the tomb, but uh, Lazarus has been dead four days. He already stinking. Let's talk about this, Jesus. How many times do we try to reason God out of our blessing? God is fixing to bless you and you find every reason in, under the book and under the sun for Him not to bless you. 
I feel something in my spirit right now. You need to stop reasoning against God and start believing God for the promises that God has given you. You need to stop reasoning and thinking all the reasons why God won't and start thanking God for he can and why he wants to and why he will and what he's fixing to do. Stop reasoning against. Start believing God for. Jesus, he's already been, he's been dead four days. Come on now, he's wrapped. He's, he's laying, he's been asleep. He's, four, he's dead. I mean, he's dead, 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 dead. It's not like we could go in and give CPR. Come on now, it's been four days, Jesus. It ain't a pretty sight in there now. It'd be stinking in there now. And it rolled the stone away. And then Jesus, who is still God in the flesh, I, be, I believe this. I believe this. Can God do all things? I believe God can do all things. But Josh, you believe God can do all things? Believe with God all things are still possible? I believe the Spirit of God could have went. And Lazarus could have come forth. I believe God can do that. But that's not how God operates. That's not how God works. I believe God, He's God, He can do all things. Brother Ortiz, He could have just breathed into that tomb and Lazarus would have come. But that's not what He did. He said, He spoke a word. <laughs> Lazarus, come forth. I don't believe God has to do it that way. But that's the way he wants to do it. He wants things to happen according to his word. Somebody getting a revelation right now. This is how God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you according to his word. You have not because you ask not or you ask amiss. You need to start praying and asking the word of God. Not my will, but thy will. Not my word, but thy word. Not my way, but thy way. You need to start praying and asking God according to his word. Lazarus, come forth. And I like to think that I like to think that the reason he said Lazarus, if he had said come forth, all the dead bodies would have come forth. He Lazarus, come forth. No more stinking. He was made alive. That heart started pumping. Blood started flowing through those veins. His brain kicked on like a light bulb. He said, loose him and let him go. Why? He was made alive. Lazarus was resurrected. Why? According to the word of God. That's why when Jesus said, destroy this temple, I'm going to speak the word now because I ain't going to have somebody else outside the tomb, outside the rock saying, roll the stone away. I'm going to speak the word now. And three days later, my word, oh, you're not hearing me. My word is still as powerful. My word is still powerful even after three days in the grave. You destroy this temple and I 
rise again. I will rise up again from the grave. His word is so powerful. Somebody thank God for his word this morning. Thank you, Jesus. His word had to go forth before Lazarus could come forth. I said his word had to go forth before Lazarus could come forth. You need to come forth out of a situation. You need the word of God to go forth so you can come forth. You need a blessing from the Lord. You need the word of the Lord to go forth before you can come forth. It's going to happen just like he says it's going to happen. It's going to happen according to his word. Why is that? Well, Ecclesiastes 8 and 4, where the word of a king is, there is power. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. And where the word of a king is, there's power. His body is in the grave three days But his flesh spoke it, and his, the Spirit did the work. I already read that verse here. I ain't going to go back to that, but let me just kind of review a little bit. He spoke it, and the Spirit performed it. His body had already spoken the word. It went to the grave. The body, Jesus, the man Christ Jesus, the body was dead as a doornail in that tomb for three days. But the Spirit cannot die. And the flesh had already spoken it. And even though his body was dead, the spirit still works. Based on the word, what the word had spoken. Did I not, did you not get it? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with us, but the word was made flesh. The word of God was spoken, and the spirit did the work. That's why he said when you do, when you pray, do all things, pray all things, do all things in the name of Jesus. You speak the word and the spirit will do the work. You speak it and God can do it. He can't do it unless you speak it. He probably, let me rephrase that. He could do it, but he won't do it until there's a spoken word that goes forth. Lazarus come forth. He had to speak the word before the spirit would do the work. Isaiah put it this way. Isaiah, I'm having so much fun preaching this message. Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. My word goes forth out of my mouth. Say, go forth. We need a word from the Lord to go forth. When you pray, you need to pray the word of God. I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. You need to pray the scripture. You need to pray the word of God. All things work together. I pray all things right now work together for this church. God, I pray all things work together for the good of my family. God, I pray all things. I'm praying his word. I'm speaking forth his word so that the spirit can perform his work that he wants to do. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It. You ready? He said the word goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. 
but it shall <laughs> accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper. Amen. I'm not one of those preachers about this blab it and grab it, name it and claim it. We got a lot of prosperity preachers, and all they preach on prosperity, but they never touch on repentance. They don't preach on Jesus' name. They, they, want, they got a little bit of truth, but they ain't got the whole truth. We preach the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But sometimes we get so, I'm talking to Pentecostal apostolics this morning. Sometimes we get so stuck on our sugar stick that we, don't, we forget there is some prosperity in the Bible. There is some prosperity. He's, I'm reading it to you. And it shall prosper in the thing whereinto I sent it. You need to send the word of God into your situation. And you do that by praying and proclaiming the word of God into your situation. So that you can prosper. So God can accomplish a good work in you. God, I, I preach, I proclaim, I speak prosperity in this church. God, I speak mental health, well, mental wellness. I speak physical wellness. I speak financial, I pray financial wellness. God, mental and psychological and physical health and wellness in Jesus' name. You say, Pastor, come on now. What are you doing? I'm speaking according to the word of God, and I've got a bunch of scripture that will back that up. I'm going to proclaim according to his word, and I'm going to speak it so God can perform it. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask amiss. You need to proclaim the word. I'm not talking about proclaiming what you want. I'm proclaiming the word of God. Man, I feel like I've been running like you, giving out stickers this morning. Somebody can say, Pastor, calm down a little bit. No, go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. Pastor, you're getting really excited. I'm getting really excited about the Word of God today. I'm excited about the promises of the Lord today. I'm excited and thankful for the Word of God today. I'm thankful. I know, Mom, doesn't this work? When your little baby was on the deathbed and had a high fever and nothing could break it, that was me, by the way. And then she went to Ezekiel, started praying the blood scripture. When I saw thee who was polluted, and they, they prayed the scripture over this body right here. That you see, at 51, I was what? One? Maybe? 50 years ago. When I saw thee who was polluted in thy own blood, I said to thee who was polluted in thy own blood, live. And the moment. My mom and dad, they anointed me. They put their hand on this little baby boy and they began to play, pray the blood scripture. But they prayed in Jesus' name and they literally prayed a scripture over, brother monks, over my body. The moment they spoke the word of God over this little body, the fever broke, the sickness left. It happened, why? According to his word. Miracle after miracle.
miracle God has done. Why? Because he's a God of his word. He said, whosoever will, let them come. That means whosoever will can come. He said, if you want a change in your life, you can have a change. Because he said it. He promised. Oh, let's give him some thanksgiving in this place. Jesus, even as a boy, she, she, Mary knew who Jesus was. She knew he was God manifested in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. Angel Lord had come and told her that. She who knew no man got pregnant. Hello. Come on. She knew. That's why in John chapter 2, he's just young boy, whatever, whatsoever he saith. Did you catch that? Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Ready? Could not he have just whew, water turned to wine? Couldn't he? I mean, come on, even as a boy, this would have been this is something that I would have done, Brother Josh. I'd have gone over there, you know, if I was Jesus. <laughs> boys would be boys. We'd have probably done something totally different, right? I'd have gone up there and got my finger in it. Start slur, slurring the water. No, he said, you go get this much water. You go get so many firkins. And by the way, if you translate that, I don't know if they're, you know, God's so good. He, everything just kind of works together. I don't know if it really makes, if it's true or not. But it's 180 gallons. Dude, that's a lot of wine. 180, by the way, 180 is the opposite direction. He went, he flipped the switch. He said, you... Mary says, you go do whatever Jesus tells you, whatever he saith unto you. Do according to his word. And if you'll just go according to his word, which is what faith is. Faith is taking God at his word. Faith is believing God according certainly. If God said it, that's going to happen. If God said it, that settles it. Whether I believe it or not. God said it, I believe it. No, God said it, that settles it. Whether you believe it or not. But because he said it, I believe it. Whatever he tells you to do. Yes. Go get this much water. Come back over here and put it right back in this thing right here. Okay. This is the goofiest thing. I can't believe God told us to do. But Mary said whatever he tells. We're just going to take him at his word. And they went and they, and they brought it. They brought the water. They put it back in this thing. Then they, they dipped the water. No, not one time does it say Jesus took, put his finger in it. Not one time does it say Jesus went. Whoosh. Not one time did he go. <laughs> he didn't make a big scene over it. That'd be too easy. Matter of fact, that'd be too hard. He just said. Go get some water, put it right here, and I want you to put this much water and do it right here. This is what I want you to do. Just go get this much water, and I want you to put it right here. Okay. And the moment they did according to his word. You see, their water would never have been turned to wine had they not done what he told them to do. 
but I'm going to do whatever, whatever he tells me to do. Amen. I want to live my life according to his word. Because he can take what is the mundane and make it pure. And he can take what's unclean and make it clean. And he can take a sinner and make a saint. Why? Because it's according to his word. He said he could. He said he would. Mary, whatever he tells you to do, whatever he speaks unto you, just do according to what he says to you. Oh, hallelujah. You see, church, we need to... Believe God according to His Word. We need to take God according to His Word. Psalms 119, I'm, I'm hurrying. Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. Faith. How do I have faith? Faith comes by hearing. What? Hearing the Word of the Lord. Faith to believe accordingly. Church, we need a fresh baptism of faith to believe according to the Scripture as the Scripture has said. The Word of God has said. And the Word of God says you might have committed sin, but He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. <laughs> you may think that you might, you might feel lost today. You might be lost today. But I've got good news. I've got a good word for somebody in this house. You can repent at an altar. I, I, I've got good news for somebody. Maybe you're going through a trial, through some tribulation right now. But I've got a good word. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And this fiery trial that I'm walking through, I will come forth as pure gold. Pure gold. Why, if I faint not? Matthew chapter 8, Jesus is entering into Capernaum. And there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered the lad, said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. If you'll just speak the word, I believe my servant is going to be healed. Matter of fact, he didn't even say, I believe it's going to happen. He said, it's going to happen if you just speak the word. It's going to happen. Can I tell somebody, if you have a word from God, it's going to happen. If the word of God is spoken in your life, over your life, it's going to happen. I pray scriptures like Romans 8, and I mentioned that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? I have prayed that. I have, I have spoken that word of God in my life situation. Romans 8, 37, a few verses later, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. I like, I like Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. There are times, church, that I pray scriptures like these. Because I need a word from God. I need to speak the word of God into existence in my situation. I need to speak to my situation of death. And say, Lazarus, come forth. I need to speak to my situation according to the word of God. Speak a word from the Lord into my trial or tribulation. Matter of fact, I need a helper. 
I, I need a helper. Brother Nichols, you're in the back. They're going to hear you back there. Can you get me Ezekiel chapter 37? Ezekiel chapter 37. As you're turning there, we're going to just... Ezekiel 37, we'll start here in just a moment at verse number 1. Ezekiel, you, you, familiar story, but I, I want to drive the, home, the point home this morning that when we speak forth God's Word, we are, hear me this morning, when I speak forth God's Word, I am participating in the prophetic that changes situations. You need to understand, hear me, hear me this morning. When you speak forth the word of God, when you speak according to his word, you are participating in the prophetic that will change your situation. Ezekiel 37, verse number one, Brother Nichols. That's a safe answer. You think all these bones right here, this entire army, you think all these, these dead bodies, can they live again? God, you know. Safe. Understand. He said, prophesy unto these bones. And how did he prophesy? He simply spoke the word that God had just given him to speak. A prophetic word is speaking a word that God has given you to speak. Because a prophetic word is saying this is going to happen. It's speaking prophetically for the future. God has given us scripture and Bible verses after Bible verses to pray and to speak. But when you speak it into existence, you are speaking in a sense. I'm not calling you prophets and prophetesses, but you are speaking a prophetic word. People, a few believers in this house this morning. Speak it. He said, prophesy these bones. Oh, you dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Brother Nichols, keep going. Verse 5. Verse 7, so God just tells him what to say. Couldn't God have just done it? Do you believe that God could have just had that happen? 
He could have just made that happen. Again, he could have went. He could have his, reached out with his hand and put one bone connected to the, ne- the leg bone, connected to the knee bone, and, and he could have sang the song the whole time. Some of you don't even know what song I'm talking about. Man, I am dating myself right there. Brother Whistler, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Thank you. Leg bone connected to the... Never mind. God could have sang that to Ezekiel and just done it. But no, he says, this is what I want you to say. He gave them the words to say. He said, I want you to say this. And then verse 7, what, what does Ezekiel do? What's he do, Brother Nichols? So I prophesied. So I prophesied. Woo! Whoa, what'd you do to me? Ooh, prophesied. Ooh, what'd you do that you prophesied? Real simple. Go ahead. As I, was I just spoke the word that he told me to speak. Spoke what he gave me. Go ahead. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. As I, the moment, the second, the word goes forth, the work starts to happen. We may not always see it. Right then, but I can tell you, the moment that his word is spoken, it begins when Jesus said, destroy this temple, and I will raise it up. He hadn't even been dead yet, but the resurrection was already started. I thought somebody would be shouting on that. Go ahead, Brother Nichols. Let's read some more. This is so good. I can preach on that, but keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, prophesy. Hey, you I'm gonna tell you what to say. You just say it. You want to you want a word from the Lord? You need to just say what God tells you to say. I mean, he could have just went. No, he wanted Ezekiel to speak a word because God operates according to his word. He moves at his spoken word. Read on. Sight, yeah. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. These bones are the whole house of Israel. God wants to do a work in the house. But before we can come together as an army united, we gotta have a word from the Lord. And if we've ever had a word from the Lord, we got a word from the Lord this morning. We got to come together. We need the breath of the Holy Ghost to. Yes. 
according to his word. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to close. I really am. Babe, come, up, come to the music. Give him hope. I was going to read some more. We'll go. You can read all the way down through verse 14. But can I, let me just take you right to verse 14. This last part he said, And shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. Why didn't he just say, I, the Lord, have hath performed it? Because he wants us to understand the word has to go forth before the performance. I want my people to know I spoke it and then performed it. I manifested myself in the flesh and then I went to the cross. I spoke it in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And then the word later down in verse 14, it became flesh. I spoke it and then I performed it. And I believe God wants to do that for somebody this morning. He wants that spoken word to go forth and he's going to perform. Proverbs 18 said this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. When we speak his word, we give God an opportunity to perform what has been spoken. So church, choose your words carefully. Jeremiah 1 and 9 then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Jeremiah, I'm giving you words to speak. You're going to speak these words. And Jeremiah, you're a prophet. Why? Because you're speaking the words that I have given you to speak. We look at Jeremiah. What a great prophet. I, I know he's nicknamed the the. the the weeping prophet, I understand all that. They were going through a bad time in Israel. and There would have been a great turning away and all that. But there's some good stuff from Jeremiah too. But the good thing about Jeremiah, he was simply speaking the word that God gave him to speak. And by that, he's considered a great prophet. He said, Jeremiah, you speak the words that I put in your mouth and I will perform them. I'm not talking about this, you know, blab it and grab it stuff. I'm talking about you preach and you speak and you pray the word of God. And I believe this morning there's somebody that's going to come up to this altar in just a minute. And you're going to begin to speak a word from the Lord. You're going to pray a scripture. Which this, do you, is, this, is this not still the word of God? You're going to pray the word of God. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures and maybe they, 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 they pertain to you. Maybe they don't. Maybe they pertain to somebody else. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to proclaim the word of God. And I believe this morning you're going to pray it. And the moment you pray it, I, I, I feel great faith. I don't normally preach like this, but I feel it this morning. I feel it right now by the power of the Holy Ghost this morning. I pray in Jesus' name somebody's going to get a breakthrough because you're going to proclaim a word from the Lord and God is going to begin to perform the good word work according to his word maybe you're going to come in just a moment matter of fact why don't we stand let's get ready to come Ephesians 3 now unto him that is able to do exceeding
abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. What is that power? It's the power of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. It's when you, how do we tap into that power, brother monks? We proclaim the word of God. So maybe somebody's going to come to the altar this morning. You're going to pray like Psalm 6 and 4. Return, O Lord. Deliver my soul. Oh, save me for thy mercy's sake. If you feel like you need to be saved and you're not right with God, I, I'm giving you a word. You can just come and say, God, deliver my soul for thy mercy's sake. God, would you deliver me? Would you save me? Would you set me free? I'm praying your word. I'm speaking your word. I'm praying in Jesus' name for you to perform this in my life. If you will speak it, I believe God wants to perform. I believe he will. Maybe, maybe you come today and you're something, maybe you've got baggage in your life like all of us, all we like sinners had gone astray. Everyone had turned to his own and her own way. Maybe it's like Psalms 51, created me a clean heart. I, I, this is one of my favorites, church. I love this. Created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from thy presence and restore the joy of thy salvation in Jesus' name. Maybe you need to come and pray for a clean heart. Maybe you need to come to the altar and repent of your sin. If you'll confess your sin, the Bible says he's faithful and just. So you can come and say, God, your word says... Confess my sin and you're faithful and just to forgive me. God, I'm coming, I'm confessing, and I'm going to leave forgiven. I'm going to put, I'm going to plead the blood this morning knowing I've got scripture for this. I, I'm praying your word today. I'm calling out, I'm speaking your word. Maybe some of you, maybe you write with God, maybe you got the Holy Ghost and nothing's wrong right now in your life but maybe you need some prosperity in your life I know this may shock some of you but First Chronicles chapter 4 there was a guy named Jabez verse number 10 and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying saying he spoke this word oh that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast oh I feel the Holy Ghost I believe God wants to bless somebody this morning and enlarge their coast. But he's not going to do it unless you speak it. And that thy hand might be with me and thou wouldst keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. God, I want you to keep me from evil. I want you to bless me mentally, physically, financially. I want you to enlarge my coast, but I don't want any evil to come for it. I want to give you all the glory. I want my business to be blessed. I want my church family to be blessed. I want my children and grandchildren to be blessed. Enlarge our coast, but no evil get the glory. And he said, and God granted him that which he requested. I want to know if there's somebody that needs a blessing from the Lord today. You're going to come and say, God, I'm asking for a blessing. I'm speaking a blessing just as Jabez did. Maybe, maybe you got a need in your life. Maybe it's a physical need. I don't know what kind of need. Philippians 4.19. I'm going to give you a verse. You ready? But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ 
Jesus. If you've got a need, you can say, Jesus, I'm coming. And your word says, you will supply my need according to your name, in your name, by according to your riches, in Jesus' name. God, I'm asking you to supply and be specific the need in my life. This is the need I have. And speak forth the need that you have. I'm asking you to be specific today. If you have a need, you need to speak forth the need. In Jesus' name, God, I'm asking you to supply it. In Jesus' name. I'm going to give you one more, then we're all going to come. Isaiah 41, fear thou not. Fear thou not. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That's Isaiah 41 and 10. Matter of fact, maybe someone needs to come this morning. If you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with dismay, if you're dealing with some sorrow, if you're dealing with some anxiety, you can say, I don't have to deal with that anymore because God, you're my God. And you said you would strengthen me. You said you would help me. You said you would uphold me and lift me up in Jesus' name. God, I'm speaking your word in my life situation right now. And there's a lot of verses that we can pray this morning. I just want to open up these altars for anyone that wants to come pray according to his word. I want to know if there's anybody that wants to come forth. Maybe you've got a loved one that needs the, needs the Lord in their life. Maybe you need, you, you're going to intercede for them. You're going to pray the prayer of forgiveness and repentance on their behalf so that God would draw them to an altar. I don't know what it is, but if you have a need this morning, come and speak to it in Jesus' name.